Hi everybody, welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your transformation coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And as we get closer to the end of 2022, I wanted today to talk to you about how to break out of a rut because often what happens, certainly in uh, Australia here, is that there's a big push towards the end of the year. And depending on the profession that you're working in, your type of business that you're running, like you could be working through Christmas, but for a lot of them, they shut down over the Christmas period, shut down until, say, the end of the first week in, in January or something like that. Now, my observations are that over this then break period, it's like the big rush up to a point where it's like hurry up and stop. And then so people get into a, a different routine of, uh, you know, switching off their business or switching off their role that they do and they're more focused on uh, relaxing and uh, potentially forming some disempowering habits during the holiday break, particularly when it comes to people's health and fitness. Now, when it's the holidays, that's the time for, for me or when it's a little bit quieter in my schedule during this time of the year. That's the time when I ramp up my focus on my health and fitness, if you like, doubling down on, on that because I find it's a great space to be setting myself up for success for the next 30, 60, 90 days. But a lot of people don't do that. They go the other way with their health and wellness. And certainly the clients that I'm working with, they come back from holidays and it's like the, they haven't made progress. In fact, they've regressed over the holiday period. They've had too much alcohol. They haven't been watching what they're eating. They haven't been focusing on uh, the exercise that they should be doing. And there's some remorse in there, et cetera, et cetera. Then when I see people go back to their businesses, it can, and I used to see this in the corporate world, it would take people probably two, three, four weeks or more to get back into the swing of things. So people are maybe on fire with the pressure and everything up to the end of the year, then they stop and then it's like they come back and it's, they're like in slow motion, getting back into that rhythm of success. So today I wanna to talk to you about the process that I go through to avoid ruts, but then if you're in a rut, you can see how you can use some of these principles to help you break out of that rut because we are programmed as humans to be creatures of habit, creatures of routine. And if you look at high-performance teams, high-performance individuals all around the globe and you understand what they do on a daily basis, you'll understand that that high-performance comes from routine. I've conditioned myself over many, many years now to identify what are those key attributes for me for success so that I can replicate them every single day. It's taken me a lot of trial and error to work out what works best for me. Now, what works best for me may not necessarily work for you. I mean, yesterday I was talking about uh, setting yourself up with the foundational success principles and so forth. Um, It is really fundamental to understand what works best for you and how you can continue to have that hunger to get better every single day. What can you do to just perform at a different level? But often what happens is we get into a place where we just get into a rut. And probably Let me start with your your health and wellness because that's going to be the easiest for most people to be able to relate to and then I'll 
talk about how that can then transform into or transpire into your business uh, and the rut that uh, takes place there. I was touching on some of this yesterday, but it's so, it's so important, I think, if you hear it again in a different way or from a different angle, then you'll hear uh, perhaps something that's going to resonate with you. Because I've found that uh, for me, you can hear the same message, but maybe it's the words or the emphasis or something that's delivered by someone else that just you know, resonates with you much deeper than the same words from someone else, even if you're reading it versus hearing it, etc., etc. Sometimes it's with music played behind it that has a deeper, uh, more impactful meaning for you. So when it comes to your health and wellness, we know statistically, I'm not making this up, but statistically, if we just look at Australia and the US, it's very similar around the globe, but if we just pick those, those two populations... Uh, first world countries, a lot of very smart people, uh, a lot of wealth. Um, there's both ends of the spectrum, but there's, you know, they're wealthy nations. And yet we have approximately 70% of the population being overweight or obese. We know that based on the statistics. Walk around your community and in those areas and you can see that obviously those stats are... Uh, pardon me, are pretty much spot on. So why is that the case? Well, it's because people, well, it's a number of reasons. I suppose people know what to do. People know that they should be eating better. They should be moving more, exercising more. Don't necessarily know how to string it all together, but know that if they moved more and they did things for probably 90 days, that they're going to start to form new habits that they'll stick to over and over and over again. The problem is most people don't want to do the work that's required to achieve the outcomes that they want. And so they get into these routines where they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Like I've had a a number of quite overweight people uh, say to me, I'm always judged because of what I do. And I say, oh, well, do you, you know, they find out what I do. I don't go, you know, with a sign around my neck saying, hey, this is what I do, and therefore I'm looking at every single mouthful of food that you're eating, etc., etc. But people have this, I don't know, innate uh, sort of belief that they need to tell me why they do what they do. So I didn't ask. And I've had uh, many overweight people say to me when they, you know, find out what I do, and they say, oh, well, I just love food too much. Or, yeah, no, I just love Maccas too much. Or, uh, yeah, I don't have time to do that. Well, it's like we all have the same amount of time. Yes, we all have different commitments. But if people looked at my schedule and lived my schedule, they'd say, wow, how do you do what it is that you do? It's because I prioritise. And my health is my number one. And most people don't put their health and wellness as their number one priority. They say, oh, well, it's money or it's family, etc. Well... Um, I've talked about this before, but if your health is zero, it means you're dead and therefore nothing else matters because your family is going to mourn you, that you're not going to make any more money, you can't take it with you, so what's the point? But if you're healthy, you can enjoy all of those things way more. So that's my simple uh, philosophy to it. And so people get into this routine, this rut that is disempowering. They have busy schedules. 
their, uh, maybe their, their partner is not supportive or maybe uh, like me, they live a single life uh, with commitments and they find that you know, just they don't have the time because they've got all these commitments with the kids. Um, all of these things are essentially excuses and I'm not going to sugarcoat that because they are excuses. Because, as I said before, if, and I'm not boasting to say, oh, well, look at me because I do this. It's about choices. Now, I choose to put my health and fitness as my number one uh, priority in life to make sure that I can do all the things that I need to do. I choose to record two to three podcasts, different podcasts, every single day. Most people don't do that. Most people aren't at my age and look like me and you have the health that I have because I'm prepared to put in the work. I've set a standard for myself that I want to be in the top 1% of health for my age group, not in the world, but in my age group. I don't want to be the best in the world. I want to be the best for me at my age doing what I'm doing. And so when you set your standard that high, then it means you've got to put in place a whole range of different processes every day to make sure that you're living that. You can't just do it once a fortnight or something and say, oh, well, yeah, I've ate a salad today, so gosh, I must be doing well. I'm living a healthy lifestyle. It doesn't work like that. You've got to do these things consistently every single day. And when these people get in these ruts, it can be very difficult to get out of it because you just keep repeating the same behaviour day after day. And when it comes to your health and wellness, and this does transform into other areas of your life as well, but if your health and wellness, you're in a rut, you know, you're making poor food choices, you're going to work, you're coming home, you think about the busyness of what you have to do, the stress of your work, the stress of family, kids, finances, other aspects of your life. You get more run down, you're more in a hurry, you're eating uh, more poorly because maybe you've had to work later, you don't have the time. Uh, if you've got a, this doesn't matter whether you're single or a partner, but maybe your partner says, look, I'll bring home takeaway because we're both busy, etc., etc." And before you know it, the kids are just eating the same food that you're eating. You're feeling less energised. It transfers into the bedroom. You find that you have less energy to do the things that you want to do in the bedroom. You, uh, one thing leads to another. And before you know it, it's just this downward spiral and you're increasing the reduction in energy that you have every single day. And as soon as that energy starts to deplete, what can you do? Well, you can do less of everything. Doesn't matter where you put the focus, the energy is less to do it. So you're not gonna do it as well. And that is contagious. It's kind of like smoking. It becomes addictive to then live that lifestyle. And then depending on the type of food that you're eating, there are addictive qualities. So your sugar is addictive. So you start to eat a bit of, uh, you know, like a refined sugar in processed foods and that kind of stuff. And after a few days, you'll find that, oh, you're really needing that by 10 o'clock or you're needing that sweet hit in the morning. You're needing that caffeine to get you going. You're needing throughout the day to keep you up and about. You find that by the end of the night, you're so exhausted and a good way to connect with your partner is by sitting down and having a few uh, drinks, whether that be a few uh, cans of mixed alcohol or wine and cheese and that kind of stuff. And before you know it, you're doing that 
together every night. And you say, oh, well, no, that's really important for us because that's how we connect. Well, there are other ways to connect, aren't there? But that's what you've chosen to connect. Now, does it mean that you should never do it? No, it doesn't mean that at all. What I'm talking about is how one thing leads to another. And then you get into that routine and maybe you're having a couple of glasses of wine a night. And then by the time it gets to the weekend, maybe you're having a couple of bottles. Um, Maybe you're eating even further processed food and you find that all these things are contagious and they'll result in you feeling worse and it it can also result in you uh, adding a few extra pounds or kilos onto your body and before you know it you're really not enjoying what it is that you're seeing in the mirror and then that can manifest into over uh, it could be months it could be years it could be decades and manifest into illnesses that you're not going to enjoy and some of those could be cancer, some of them could be heart disease, some of that could be uh, turning into dementia, a stroke or other overweight uh, or obesity health-related issues. And so we get into these ruts. And so what we have to do is we need to put a circuit breaker in there. And the first thing that you need to, to realise is If you really love the lifestyle that you're living and it's unhealthy, if we just stick to the health and wellness apart for a moment, then if you really love that, it's like me saying to somebody that we we clearly know that smoking is not good for you. Smoking is most likely going to give you cancer, lung cancer, and it's most likely going to kill you. And yet so many people still smoke. We've got the horrible, certainly in my country, we have the horrible pictures on the cigarette packet of lung cancer or what it looks like, what organs look like that have died, what people's mouths look like that have mouth cancer and um, how their lips have had to be removed and all this kind of stuff. We have these horrific ads on, on TV and yet people still smoke. They put uh, the taxes here on cigarettes are ridiculous. I mean, I think now, I don't know, it costs about $2 a cigarette, something like that now here and that still isn't enough to stop people from smoking they've introduced vaping and you know let's not get into you know the there's some uh, you know bad side effects from vaping as well but that still doesn't stop people from smoking cigarettes that we know cause cancer and so people get into that rut now if we know that somebody shouldn't smoke and we go to somebody and say, hey, have you thought about giving up smoking? I think you should stop because of all these reasons. They're going to be an intelligent person and say, yeah, I know that. But I don't want to stop. Now, if you're trying to help somebody stop something that they don't want to stop, then guess what? They will not stop. Somebody will never stop smoking until they realise that they want to stop because it won't just magically happen. Because why? It's addictive. And this is like many of the things that we do in life. It can be addictive and it can be just a case of, well, it's a behaviour I'm doing day after day after day and you just get conditioned to doing it. You're driving to work. I guarantee you that 99% of the time, probably 99.9% of the time, you drive exactly the same way and you go that way without even thinking about it. I bet you got up and if you put your shoes on today and tied your shoelaces, you didn't think about how to tie your shoelaces. Why? Because you've probably done it over 10,000 times 
and you've conditioned yourself to just do it. You put on the same shoe first, you put in the same shoe through your pants first, you put the same arm through your shirt, you wash yourself in the shower the same way. If you, uh, like me, you have to shave your face, then you'll shave the same side at the same time. You know, each time you have the same process to do it. Um, I I certainly do. Uh, Why? Because we've conditioned ourselves that way. Now, whether it's an empowering habit or a disempowering habit, we'll condition ourselves to do it. So the key is to find that circuit breaker and say, well, no, I don't like what I'm doing right now and I know I need to change. If you don't want to change, you won't change. So you've got to find what it is that's going to make you change. Now, there's a couple of things that can make you change. One is the pleasure of the change. And you can say, well, it's going to bring me a whole bunch of joy if I improve the amount of energy that I have in my body. That means, like Rob says, that means I'll be able to take that extra 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50% of energy to the bedroom. Wow, what would that look like for me? What would that look like for my partner? Wow, Um, because intimacy and sex is such an important part of people's life. I've been lacking that, so therefore I really want to have that extra energy in my life so I can really enjoy that with my partner. That might be something that's really appealing to you. But think about what else you could do with that energy. Oh, well, I can take that into my business. That means I can be more energised, I can be more focused, etc., etc. And it's very contagious. It will have an impact on your children. It will have an impact on your kids. And all of a sudden, rather than just sitting down and you're all lying on the couch and playing with your phones and not communicating with each other, you say, well, why don't we, this weekend we're going to go and walk around, uh, you know, uh, there's a mountain near me, it's called Mount Cannibal. It's not really a mountain like you may think in terms of uh, Mont Ventoux in, in France. Uh, but you, you can do like a one and a half K, I think it's about one and a half K um, circuit, going up some hills and steps and stuff and beautiful views on both sides of the mountain. It's really quite nice. You do that instead. Now, you're not going to do that if you have absolutely no energy. Uh, you're not going to set those sort of goals for yourself because you're like, oh, I can't be bothered. Let's just stay at home. And therefore, those old habits continue. So once you have that that sense of, wow, this is all the pleasure I'm going to get if I make this change, then that engages you something. So that's going to work for you. Then the other way that's going to work is uh, you know, the, the pain that comes with not making the change. So if you don't stop smoking, what'll happen? Well, the pain of me dying early is going to be horrible. The pain of me not being able to uh, see my, my kids get married to hold my grandchild, to be able to, you know, have an impact on, uh, you know, a greater impact on my children and my children's children and their partners and, and so forth, to not be able to travel to the places that I want to travel, not to be able to achieve the success that I want to, not to be able to do the things that I want to, meet the people that I want to, read the book that I want to, uh, you know, have all these different experiences in life. Uh, for me... I don't want to have the pain of the health of my family tree. My family tree is very unhealthy. Uh, My mum died at 66, my dad died at 77. Um, There's stroke, cancer, heart attacks, high blood pressure, um, diabetes, you name it, it's in my family tree. And I said, well, I don't want to be like that. I want to live my best life, my healthiest life, because I don't want to be like mum, I don't want to be like dad and suffering like that. Now, if I'm going to, if you like, um, 
have some of that genetic stuff passed on to me, then so be it. But I'm going to put myself in the best place so that I can live the life that I want to on my terms and not have my body and my health dictate what I can't do. So for me, that inspires me, the pain of, of seeing my mum and my dad and other relatives go through what they've go, gone through. That inspires me to live with the health and fitness uh, that, that I do. And it also inspires me to run my business the way that I do, to share my stories and my experience and my expertise with people to help them live their best life. And so then you can take all of those principles and apply them to your business as well. It's just whether you're doing that or not is another thing. You just stay doing the same things over and over and over in your business, staying at the transactional level rather than the you know, the strategy level, the high level to say, well, what other avenues am I adding to my business? Uh, am I hitting my sales targets? Am I creating a, a business plan? Am I uh, creating, uh, you know, bigger challenging sales targets? Am I looking at extra products and services that I should be putting into my business? Or am I just staying in the same place? You're staying in that rut. And look, I've been in that place before because you just get caught up and, you know, when you're running a small business, it becomes more and more challenging. You've got to break that rut. You've got to use the pleasure, the pain to find that circuit breaker. So if you want to connect with me, go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. You can opt in for a free consultation. I'd love to connect with you. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.